Good morning, Wastelanders. This is Streaming Wasteland. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. I'm Greg. Hi, Greg. And with me always... And Ringo. With me always is Ringo. Hi, Ringo. Yeah, we should probably talk about this movie. This movie is terrible. Say, say we both recommend this movie. I would say skip this movie. Yeah, don't watch this. Worst plot I've ever seen. This movie had some interesting twists and turns that I, I definitely enjoyed. You know what they say, once you're 18, monsters are your problem. The creature that we're dealing with is called the Dark Mother. Yeah. I just called her Dear Mommy. Do you want to go mm-hmm. ahead and jump back in? Alright, we should probably dive into this. <laughs> Good morning, Wastelanders. This is Streaming Wasteland. This week, we went ahead and took on 2020's The Wrong Missy on Netflix. This is a rated TVMA show. Movie. Movie, not show. We don't do shows here. <clears throat> no <Yeah>. shows. <laughs> And today I have with me, as always, Greg. Say hi, Greg. Hi, Greg. What have you been up to this week? Well, we went and saw, I mean, we, you and I went and saw Indiana Jones. That was a pretty good movie. Yeah, that is, that was a good movie. I actually, I looking at all the critic reviews, I don't really understand what their problem is with the whole thing, to be honest. So many people are like, oh, was this necessary? Necessary versus what? What would you have wanted, right? Is the Barbie movie necessary? <laughs> you know, is is the next Mission Impossible movie necessary? I get it. Everybody loves Raiders of the Lost Ark. That movie's a long time gone, man. Yeah. If he, Harrison Ford, wanted to do another Indiana Jones movie or Spielberg or whoever wanted to do one, Disney wanted to do one, I guess. So they made it. That's why it's necessary. Capitalism. Woo, capitalism. But yeah, every, I don't know. People are like, oh, it's it's long. I'm like, it's not that long compared to other Indiana Jones movies. They are longer movies. And it's like, oh, it's full of unnecessary stuff. And I'm like, again, compared to who, right? Yeah. Time travel, sure, maybe it's a little bit unbelievable, but is it any less believable than the face-melting arc? Yeah. Or, or the guy who pulls hearts out? Or the like, guy who protects Jesus's, what is it, cup? Athletic supporter. Yeah, hey, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Boo this man. I'll be here all hour. Woo! <laughs> No, I agree with you. That I don't know, man. People have com- complaints for everything. We've got Star Wars 9, probably another six or seven TV shows that are in the make and stuff like that. Most of them are pointless, worthless, or derivative at best. Yeah, Although well, I'm int- go ahead. I was going to say, at least for Episode 9 of Star Wars, it made sense. It was supposed to be a trilogy, and we needed to close out the story, right? Mm-hmm. So the purpose of the movie is, is sensical, right? But... I mean, did we need another Star Wars trilogy in the first place? No. Yeah. But Disney bought Star Wars, so they wanted to make money on it. Yeah. So, I mean, why not go ahead and make another Indiana Jones movie? That's it's the same premise. Why why complain about one thing but not the other? I also read somewhere a long time ago that there was a contract for five Indiana Jones movies. And while it feels a little bit mean at this point to be like, hey, our contract's still legal. <laughs> it's entirely possible that that was one of those things. Maybe Harrison Ford's getting ready to retire from acting. He's like, I'm not doing it. Let's just finish this. I'll do this fucking Captain America movie, and then you guys leave me alone. I like that. I think that that's a good way to go ahead and go out. Be like, I just needed to finish this contract, and I'm done, man. I'm tired. Yeah, one last ride for Indy. <laughs> yeah, that was... I'm glad we went and saw that. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to go to the theater for once, you know? It's yeah. been a long time. It's nice that they all have the luxury seats now, and I had I could recline the whole time. Yeah. Because the one thing that I needed more than sitting in a dark theater, eating candy and drinking soda and being a fat ass, was to lay down while I was doing it. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I don't really get the critic hate for this. I, I don't understand why it is that people were bent out of shape about this movie. It's the 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 worst thing I could say about it, honestly, is that it's fucking 
pretty much beat by beat the same as Last Grail or Last Crusade and Lost Ark, but so is Crystal Skull. And the only thing that really makes Temple of Doom different is that there's not a MacGuffin the same way. They're they're after the stones, but a lot of different story beats happen. Yeah. But I mean, they're all kind of samey, right? In, in broad strokes, like, yep, a chase scene and then a thing and then a chase scene. It was fun. It was a fun movie. I enjoyed yeah. it. I don't know. And then, of course, you know, we've got the other critics who are just upset because there was a strong female character. And so how how dare how dare movies portray women as equal? <laughs> she was good. I think that she played the the role really well. And, yeah, I'm not surprised that there's a group of people that are bitching and moaning about that. Yeah, it's, it's exactly who you would expect. Uh, yeah. Same people who are, oh, so Ray is the new Luke. I guess Star Wars is trash now. And it's just like, calm <laughs> down, right? We get it. You don't we, love your mother. Calm yeah, down. Yeah, you've never been hugged. It's okay. Yeah. You can, Good. you will one day, if you just simmer just a little bit, somebody will, in fact, like you. Go to therapy, get some medication, calm down, go see Indiana Jones. Take someone with you. Maybe they'll hug you. They're never going to go see it. No, they're not going to go see it. They're going to wait till it comes out on streaming, and then they're going to screenshot, still not watching. And it's like, nobody cares. Nobody yeah. fucking cares if you're not watching something. Well, no, they're going to go to Walmart, and they're going to take pictures in front of the... <laughs> right? They're going to put on their entire fucking insurrectionist gear. You know, <laughs> I'm a chaplain in the spiritual army. I'm going to take a selfie here in Walmart in front of fucking this movie and with a thumbs down to show what a big tough boy I am. Now, do you love me, dad? Hey, here's a spoiler for all you types out there who, who have this in your head. If you think you need to earn your parents' love, you're actually never going to earn it. They're terrible parents and you can do better. So you, you're not going, there's no action you're going to take that will make you finally earn the love. You think that your parents owe you. If they don't love you already, they're not going to. Yeah. Stop working for it. Just make yourself better as a human being and move on with that. Yeah, you don't need them. You can do no. better. Yeah, always. Go go get other parents. Go get new parents. There's parent stores around. You can go buy some, I think. <laughs> it wouldn't be nice if you could do reverse adoption like parents. Like <laughs> kids could just adopt better parents. Uh, yeah, my last parents were real pieces of shit, so I'm here to see <laughs> if I can get some new parents. It's kind of like getting a step-parent. The only thing is is that you know we're asking for the kids to get more choice in that. <laughs> in fact, actually, last night I told the kiddo, I was like, you know, you probably should have, if you really didn't want me to go ahead and be your your stepdad, maybe you should have should have gone ahead and, you know, vetted me a little bit more. But I don't know. I kept bringing you hot chocolate to go ahead and convince you to leave me alone with your mom and shit worked <laughs> out. So I'm picturing you in the 1950s. Here's a dime, kid. Go see a movie. <laughs> Run along now. Hey, asbestos is good for you. Go chew on it. Go chew on it. I think there's a joke in My Name is Earl where he talks about, oh, I got sick like when I ate all that pink cotton candy in the attic. <laughs> I always think about that when people talk about asbestos. But we should probably talk about this movie, huh? Yeah, this uh, this very interesting movie about The Wrong Missy. Yeah, so we took on 2020's The Wrong Missy. It's on Netflix. This movie is about Tim, who thinks he's invited the the woman of his dreams on a work retreat to Hawaii. He realizes way too late that he's mistakenly texted, texted someone from a nightmare blind date. This movie is starring David Spade as Tim Morris, Lauren Lup Lupkus as Missy, Nick Swartzen as Nate, Geoff Pearson as Jack Winstone, Jackie Sander as Jess, 
Sarah Chalk, Cock, Jesus Christ, <laughs> help me here. I'm going to start praying. <laughs> he's I, he's not going to answer you. No, he's not. So Sarah, <laughs> Cock, at, Jesus Christ, I'm moving on. Sarah Elliot playing Julia. From Scrubs. <laughs> If she listens to this, I'm so sorry. I highly doubt she is, but if she ever does, I'm sorry. <laughs> Trigger warning for sexual references, drug and alcohol references, and consumption, sexual assault, and, of course, David Spade's sex scene. Yes, big warning on that one. Yeah, it's uh, what we all wanted. We all saw Tommy Boy, and we were like, man, I wonder what David Spade looks like naked. <laughs> so Tim is hoping to impress his new boss, and he thinks that Missy is the perfect woman for him. However, when Missy arrives in Hawaii, it quickly becomes clear that she is not the woman that he thought she was. She is loud, obnoxious, and completely inappropriate. Tim tries to avoid Missy as much as possible, but she is determined to make friends with him. She follows him around, talks to him about her personal life, and even tries to kiss him. Tim is mortified, but he is also starting to see that Missy is not as bad as he thought she was. I can say... Without a doubt, I felt a migraine coming on the second this movie started, and Missy was the secondary character that we met. The she so you're saying Missy gave you a migraine? Yeah, she did. She starts off really loud, very obnoxious, and the oh, I, I pulled a practical prank that probably could have gotten you beat beat pretty badly. I don't know. The guy probably would have gone ahead and kicked Tim's ass really badly. She was an interesting choice of character arc, which could have been toned down quite a bit, I think. Yeah. Also, that practical joke is kind of on David Spade, too, on, on Tim's character, or on David's character, Tim, because he was kept insisting, no, this is my date. He didn't check, you know, like, yeah. look, let me text her right now and see if the phone goes off. Any one of a million ways you could verify something. So that was weird. Oh, definitely. And I mean, that's kind of the crux of the whole entire movie is. You know, Tim doesn't check anything yeah. ever. And yeah, so this whole movie, I think, I think the biggest issue I have with this movie, well, there's two, but the, we're talking about Missy right now. I think her character was just a little too much. I think yeah. that she, she was written at a 12 and played it at like a 13. And I think yeah. if she had put both of those at a 10, they would have been fine. But she was too quirky, too weird, too out there, too abrasive. It's, it's one thing to be like, I'm a people person, and then, you know, show that you actually have some people skills, but then not realize how you come off to people. And they kind of try to build it as like, I don't care how I look. And we've seen that movie before done better. Mm -hmm. But I think that, hmm, how to say it? I think that she becomes too unbelievable when she gets her feelings hurt, because up until that point, we don't see anything that seems genuine from her. Yeah even her attraction towards Tim is kind of played off as like fake and false and over the top. And then all of a sudden she gets her feelings hurt because she realizes that, you know, Tim meant to text another woman named Melissa and he, she gets bent out of shape, leaves, texts the other girl to come to Hawaii, you know? And then of course he goes to chase her because I really want the weird one, mm. but it's just, I don't know. It's very, it's too larger than life. And I kind of wonder what the, what the joke was originally supposed to be. All of these type of characters and bits come from somewhere. What was there was a, a kernel of an idea and they grow off of it. And this is a plant that probably needed to be trimmed before they actually got it on on screen. But I'm I would love to know what the original idea like what was the kernel 
right of this character and her various her various i i, I don't want to keep saying quirks but like i can't think uh, wow i can't think of the word right now like the character eccentricities that... eccentricities oh, okay. there we go i was like ethnicities i was like nope that's not <laughs> it at all she was white man yeah yeah absolutely and <laughs> very clearly <laughs> but but yeah, the, uh, I don't know. I, like I said, I would just love to know what it was that sparked all of these various traits. Cause somebody had a joke about this. Somebody had a bit, somebody, maybe it was Swartz and maybe it was Sandler, who knows, but they thought to themselves, what if there was somebody who claimed to be certified in a thousand things and also was loud and over the top. And I want to know where it was. Cause I'd be curious to know if that was funny. I would like yeah. to know what we could potentially have missed out on. Yeah. And ultimately I feel like if that's, if that's what started this, likely someone was dating someone that was definitely over the top. And they're like, hey, we can crank that up and just make it the cranking it up and make it funny. This yeah, maybe. I mean, like, that's that's very possible. I would assume most of these guys are married. I guess I don't know. I can't think of any time I've ever Googled David Spade wife question mark. So <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's not. Who knows? Um, it's too bad. I really like David Spade. I've seen him in a lot of stuff. I enjoy Joe Dirt's one of my favorite movies i won't even call it a guilty pleasure i love that movie and obviously <laughs> working with working with chris farley and tommy boy and black sheep those two are instant classics so mm-hmm. i've seen him a lot of stuff he's pretty good and just shoot me in other things i've seen him in he's all right but this seems like a i mean he does a fine job he does a very david spade performance he's got the a couple quips that are pretty good but overall the movie falls flat and I think it's because the other big problem, and, and this is something that I've noticed in a lot of this style of comedy movie, and I'm, I've been racking my brain all week for a good way to describe this type of comedy, but I think the best way to say it is late 90s, early 2000s style comedy. This is obviously, it takes place in modern times for, so 2020, but it's got the same style and, and pacing and setups and premises as a lot of stuff we've seen in the late 90s, early 2000s. But a lot of these movies, fall flat because their big comedy pieces don't work it's the little stuff that makes it funny and honestly when you look at the trailers for some of these movies this one especially you see one of the big comedy bits which is her missy falling off a cliff and not dying right she Mm. falls three or four times but there's and and even in the trailer i doubt anybody was like right you know everybody was just oh and then she just falls it's not a it's not a funny thing right we've We've seen that better, too, in fucking Black Sheep when he's rolling down the goddamn hill and he catches a, please stay strong, little root. You know, that's <laughs> that's a funnier somebody falling down forever scene. We saw, I mean, Forgetting Sarah Marshall has Jason Siegel stranded on a cliff and he has to jump off and he jumps off all awkward. And that's funnier. And it's not even supposed to be that funny, but it's funnier than than this. And like I said, this is one of the big comedy beats. This was clearly a scene they set up. They wrote the the setup for this joke, and the payoff was she falls down. And it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that you should make the movie only about all the small little quips, because there are a lot of movies out there where you could tell the comedians or funny people in general have tried to write a movie that is just witty, witty repartee and banter. And that yeah, doesn't we necessarily... Talked about that one last week. Oh, what, funny people? Yeah, or like the comedian. But yeah, you could tell that they're, well, comedian's a little bit different because it wasn't just banter. They put a quarter of the movie was just stand-up clips. So (laughs) 
it's a little bit hard to be like, oh, and that's banter. No, it's not. You just splice together some good comedians doing work at the Comedy Cellar. But David Spade has some good one-liners. Missy has some good one-liners. Nick Swartzen has some good one-liners. Even Jess has a few good one-liners. And you that doesn't make a movie either. But it's what holds the this movie together for what it is, which is, yeah. I mean, spoiler, I'd, I'd give this movie a 6 out of 10. I don't think it's that good. I don't think it's bad. It's certainly not offensive in the way I was worried about a, a Adam Sandler or Happy Gilmore production movie being, right? There was no blatant racism or homophobia in this movie there was you know for for what it was it was a pretty straightforward rom-com with an emphasis on the the calm here but yeah just her the the whole thing with the sharks i mean was was that <laughs> was that any good it, most of it was pretty weak when she threw up and it attracted the sharks i thought that was kind of funny but rob schneider's character in this because of course rob schneider's in it boring lame predictable the the whole thing well, with the talent show and her hypnotizing the boss, uninteresting. The so, f- go ahead. Real, real quick, before we go too far away from the, the shark thing, I had an issue with that scene because Rob Snyder was, you can't chum, you can't chum, and then she vomits, and then they're partying afterwards. They didn't yeah. give a shit. They right? didn't give a shit. Yeah, I don't, I'm, again, right, they had to make the bit work, like the big mm-hmm. set piece that they're building for. I'm sure that they shell out a bunch of money for a boat and a, a shark diving team, and so they had to make this joke work. And again, when you're moving from set piece to set piece and big comedy bit to big comedy bit, the little stuff works. Like I said, or I guess I haven't said it yet, but there were a couple things that made me laugh in this movie. When Missy tells that random dude that he's going to die, as but he'll be okay, <laughs> as long as he doesn't go near a plane in the next five months. And he's like, well, I just flew to this Island. She's like, Oh, we'll fly back with me. And then she leaves early and he finds out and he's like, fuck, now I have to live here. That shit was very funny to me. I was like, that's a good fucking joke and a great setup payoff type situation. And it shows that whoever's writing this movie could have written a lot of good jokes, but Mm -hmm. they just, they just didn't. I didn't mind Jackie Sam Sandler as Jess. I thought that character was kind of fun. It's nice to see a, a character who's somewhat realistic. We all know that person who at work, they are dead serious. They're like, I will always win. I am the most competitive. I think Jackie Sandler as Jess played that really well. I think that was really good. Sarah Chalk was barely in this movie. And that's how you say her name, Sarah Chalk. (laughs) She's barely in this movie. She's in that, that weird David Spade sex scene where he has a threesome with Missy and Julia, except that Julia doesn't get involved. She just gets kicked a few times. And again, that's the, that's one of those big comedy set pieces that just didn't work, right? Ha ha. She's trying to get in on it, but she keeps getting assaulted. I, I guess I'm not one for pain, but I think if I got hit right in the face, I would not be in the mood anymore. I, I yeah. think that that kills it. And I was assume the same is for 99.9% of people, right? If you get kicked in the face and you're not expecting it, and it's not something that turns you on, poof. You know, like you're you're done. I can't imagine somebody being like, "Well, I still want in on this weird threesome with my ex fiance." You know, maybe she really, really honestly missed him. But yeah, maybe maybe once and and only only if the person turns around and goes, oh, I'm so sorry. Maybe maybe then, and it would have to be very minimal pain. But I mean, with the way that they headbutted the shit out of her and she flew off the bed, I, I'd be done. I'd be like, I'm I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> and I did think it was funny when she just left. I was like, thankfully, this bit is over. But it, yeah. it was pretty funny where she's like, I'm just going to go. And I was like, that that's fair. Yeah. And then, you know, another scene that really just felt like it went on too long was, so we had the, the, that sex scene, which <laughs> went on way too long. 
with them beating the shit out of Sarah. <clears throat> Sarah, the shadow scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the whole shadow puppet dance routine yeah. thing. I was like, this is fucking weird. On a quick side note, while I'm looking at the cast, George Garcia was in this, and George Garcia is also in another movie that we will be talking about at some point. And I found that very entertaining. That You're we talking have... about Jorge Garcia? Jorge Garcia. <laughs> Jesus Christ. As someone, as someone who has a fucked up name that no one can ever pronounce, I should be better at this. I don't uh... think it's the pronouncing of names. I think you... I think you need a reading coach. Well, so dyslexia plays a big part in some of this stuff, but the other oh, part well, then, is, yeah. is <laughs> the other part is oftentimes I don't think about the fact that <laughs> Jorge Garcia, that's a Hispanic name. I should have fucking realized that the J is gonna be pronounced the way it is. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. My white's showing right now. Him being the guy on the plane was pretty funny. That you know, you, you see him on the plane, you're like, oh shit, we all saw Lost. This is not gonna Oh shit, I didn't even make that connection until right now. <laughs> Yeah, I also like that he, you know, that was one of the parts that made me laugh when, so David Spade gets basically roofied on the plane, and then <laughs> he falls asleep, and he wakes up to Missy giving him a hand job, and he, you know, wakes up right in time for it to finish, and then she asks for a towel, and Jorge Garcia hands over the towel, and she's like, I knew you were awake, I thought that was kind of funny, I was yeah, like, that was... that was just super awkward, and, and it, it worked, it made me giggle. But yeah, overall, I would say that this movie is just, it's skippable. This definitely fits into the meh category. I think if you're a big fan of this style of movie, which is the Adam Sandler style comedies, this has all the right notes for what you're looking for. It's got some gross out humor without being over the top. It's got a few zingers and one-liners. It's got weird characters. And it has, I mean, it definitely has a story. It it moves along through the story. So if that's your jam, if you're somebody who really, really likes the style of movie, then I think this actually is probably fine. But if you're somebody who's looking for a, a, just a good comedy in general, not limited to this style, don't skip it. You can you could probably just look up the trailer and you'll get most of the, the best parts. Yeah, and that's probably going to save you a lot. Or you can go ahead and listen to our podcast and, you know, laugh at how many times I tried to pronounce three separate names on this so far and have just, <laughs> just failed. I'm going to have to go ahead and take a, a speaking class or something. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I know we mentioned Jeff Pearson in the beginning as Jack, but he's, he's just a character. Like he doesn't do anything special. He's just the boss of the company. It's whatever. Yeah. The part where he was, what uh, he was playing the mermaid King it could have been it could have been funny, but it really wasn't played for anything. Yeah. I think the only thing that was almost almost entertaining was when Jess had to go underwater to explain stuff to him. And he's like, Yeah, I couldn't understand. Uh, oh wait, what do you say? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't I understand you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're mer we're mer people. I'll be able to understand you underwater. And she's like, No, you won't. Underwater. Yeah, that, that scene could have been done a little bit better, I think. Yeah, but I mean at least it was I'll admit I've never seen that joke pulled off before. So yeah. it it was something new. Yeah, I agreed. It was. I also found it interesting that Missy was able to go ahead and hypnotize him to the point where he basically became a child while still being an adult. Yeah, was, that was awkward. Yeah. I don't know. Hypnosis plots always bother me anyway. It's I think that people think it's mind control when it's much closer to just being a strong suggestion. 
Yeah. But yeah, what do you think? Worth watching? No, go go watch something else. We've got three or four movies that we would suggest, one of them being Spectral, the other one being The Wretched. Yeah, but I think oh. if somebody's looking at this movie, they're not thinking like, ah, oh, I'll just watch yeah. an action or horror movie instead. Yeah. Go watch Indiana Jones. It had some good laughs in it. It's not it's not a rom com though, so sorry. I would say if you're looking for a comedic style rom com, it's much better to go watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That's a good one. This is that that's a better movie than this. Even role models. I'm saying even role models. I actually like role models a lot, but role models is a better rom com than this. I'm not if you're looking for something that's a little bit heavier on the rom, then this is as good as falling in love, I guess. So you could go watch that, but go ahead and listen to our episode and get ready for a trip to New Zealand, I guess. But <laughs> yeah. Just I mean, go watch a trailer of New Zealand. That's better than that movie. Forgetting Sarah Marshall even takes place on Hawaii as well. This whole, this whole movie feels vaguely inspired by that. Mm. I do think the, the, the catch is interesting. The, the whole, or I guess not the catch, the hook of the movie, the idea that he accidentally texted the wrong person. That's kind of crazy. I don't know how you could accidentally get their name wrong because unless they had the same last name, they'd still have to get the plane ticket, right? They'd have to get a boarding pass. So I think that's, that's a weird thing, but it's better not to think too much about this type of movie. I think it's just the less said, the better here. And it is just, it's fine. I can't yeah. really be jazzed up about it. I would, I would probably never put this on again. I, can't see the situation why if somebody yeah. was holding me hostage and they were like you and i are watching every david spade movie well then yeah i'll put this on or something like that but i can't i can't think of very many situations i i generally try to think of other times i'd recommend this movie but everything i think of in my head i'm like, nope there's there's better i mean i guess of the two nick swartzen movies we've seen this is drastically better yeah. than buddy games so yeah it could oh, be God. it could be a lot worse it could be Hey, it the wrong Missy. <laughs> uh, the Buddy quick. Games is the wrong Missy of comedy, right? Because <laughs> they, you accidentally put in a worse movie than the wrong Missy. <laughs> so I have to say something that I just realized. I had to talk to my wife about this movie, and she's like, you know that we watched that movie, right? And I went, what? She's like, yeah, we watched that during during the pandemic. I've watched this movie twice now. Ah, that's your bad. That's, I, I have lost... Over over three hours to this movie of my life. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Don't lie. You've lost way more than that. I know you're rewinding that David Spade sexy and I actually it in slow-mo. No, no, I actually just go back and rewatch Buddy Games, man. I didn't just, I didn't hate it. You're just I watching it. You're just watching David Spade in slow-mo getting jumped on by Lauren Lapkus. <laughs> oh my nightmares, man. They're they just keep getting worse. The, the more we, the more movies we watch, they just keep getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> You've been careful the last few weeks not to add anything to your your AI speech role. I'm gonna have to work harder to add this in, but I'll make it so that you've somehow sixty nine Jackie Chan and David Spade. <laughs> well, the the beginning of this, I said cock like thirteen times. So I mean, there's oh that. yeah, that's actually that's just gonna be our new intro. It's just gonna be going <laughs> cock, cock, fuck, cock. <laughs> That way they can, when when I mark it as explicit, people don't have to wonder, like, oh, how much do they swear? It's right in the beginning. <laughs> oh, real quick, while we're while we're on this subject, Mom, I love you, and I am so sorry. I know you're going to go through this and go, my baby boy, no. <laughs> it's nice that you think she listens all the way through. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can only hope, right? 
Hey, if you're still listening out there, we appreciate it. But you only have to listen to like two minutes for our stats to go up. So, I mean, you could have turned this off a while ago. But thanks. At, listening, at, this far, so listening this far means that you you really like us. And, and hit download. You don't have to keep it. Just download it at least once and then, you know, delete it. Yeah, if you if you just set it up, if you subscribe, you'll just automatically get every new episode downloaded. And then you can just delete them later. But in the meantime, hopefully we'll get a sponsor or something. So Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. So this has been Streaming Wastelands, and we hope that you guys enjoy this episode. And I closed out of my script. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go I ahead. did not mean to close out of the script. That being said. I hope you guys all had a great weekend and a great 4th of July. And I wanted to buy some camouflage pants, but I couldn't find any. <laughs> you can go ahead and find us on YouTube, tw- Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We've also got a whatever the yellow app is. My brain just fried and I can't remember what it's called. It doesn't Snapchat? matter. This, yeah, that one. The one that we've never posted to and probably never will. That being said... This has been Streaming Wasteland with Gringo and Greg. Gringo, Jesus, I am having a great day with my mouth today, aren't I? That's going to go into that little word bank of yours, isn't it? Oh, it absolutely is. Robin (laughs) Williams had a great day with my mouth. (laughs) That being said, say goodbye, Greg. Bye, Greg.